Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach Samantha Shatek teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hi, how are you today? I just want to say that I just got 20 minutes into recording this podcast and I realized that (laughs) I was away from the microphone. So I am re-recording. Isn't that so much fun? Why did I do that? Who knows? So I just want to say too, before we dive in, that I had the most amazing weekend. I visited my parents back home in Austin, Minnesota. And I visited some hometown homies, as I like to call them, my friends from high school. Three of them still live there and another friend drove from out of town to meet us all. And I had the best time. I love these ladies so much. And it was such good medicine. We were laughing constantly. It was it was just so fun to see them. I really appreciate them. And I want to give a special shout out today to Patrick Voigt, who is the husband of one of my good friends, Janelle. And he acknowledged to me this weekend that apparently he listens to my podcast, but he does so while falling asleep. So no offense taken there, Patrick, but I told him that I'd give him a little shout out on the next episode that I record. And so hopefully he's not sleeping when he hears his name on this episode, but just giving a shout out to Patrick and to his awesome espresso martinis that he made us on the weekend that were very fancy and very good. So, hey, Patrick. And so digging right in today to the topic, we are talking about choosing sufficiency mindset and the myth of scarcity, y'all. So scarcity is a mindset and a major pattern that I used to see in myself And to be quite honest, I think it's one of the most prevalent mindsets or patterns that people have programmed that goes unquestioned. They assume that it's true. They assume that it this is just how it is. And they never question this mindset or belief. And I still catch myself at times, although it's not my predominant vibration or way of thinking anymore. You know, I've been at times homeless. One time I I mentioned this on an episode that I lived in the woods one summer. I also grew up in a middle class to lower middle class family where at times things were scarce and money was tight. I never went without. But as I got into high school, you know, I would notice that maybe other people would have more or were able to do more or have more. And so there were times where I felt like, Maybe things were a little scarce, but it wasn't extreme for me. I know that some people, you know, experience extreme poverty, extreme scarcity. And although I do acknowledge that these circumstances absolutely shape us and program our earliest beliefs about ourselves and about life, that they aren't the truth and they aren't an excuse to get complacent with this type of thinking that's just basically sabotaging us in our life. And you know, it doesn't even mean that we don't save money or that we don't manage our money, but it means that we have a core belief, that you have a core belief 
that even when things are tough or going wrong or seem scarce, that you trust that life is working out for you and not against you. And you also have a feeling deep in your bones and a deep faith in knowing that you are going to be provided for and that you're an abundant person full of sufficiency. And then so is this earth. You know, and as I said, we still pay attention to the practical and earthly matters of the physical life and world. Of course, we're human. You know, we're eating, we're drinking water, we're sleeping, we're paying our bills, we're going to our job or working, and we're taking inspired actions as needed. But what I'm not doing is looking at my reality that exists right now and thinking that what I see is all there is. No, what I'm doing instead is I'm going into my faith, into my hope, into my imagination and vision for my future and life, and I'm using them wisely. I am using the faculties that we were given that exist within most of us if they haven't been damaged or altered to literally manifest and create what we want with our thoughts and our feelings and our imagination. And so I'm creating my reality with the thoughts and feelings from this place or belief in sufficiency. And so feeling abundant and sufficient, I just want to say is a choice. And it has nothing to do with your circumstances right now, or your circumstances that happened to you in the past. Now, the only way that it has something to do with the circumstances right now or the past are if you let it. So your external reality that you see right now, meaning everything that you can see, touch, hear, taste, and feel is going to be a reflection of the thoughts and feelings that you felt in the past. But it's not a reflection of what you need to be thinking now. So most people get this wrong. Your thoughts and feelings that you have on purpose because you're an aware human being that's creating on purpose, this is what will create what you see in your external reality in the near future. But what most people do is look at their circumstances, look at their bank account, look at their car, look at all the things that exist now and assume that that's all there is, and they pay so much attention to their circumstances and external reality, they forget that they can go into their inner world, into their imaginations, into their felt sense, and think about and feel good as if you are a sufficient person, even if your circumstances aren't showing that. But here's the thing, we're doing it backwards and no one tells us that. We forget and we get sucked into our reality that exists right now that we can see and we forget that everything that's here now is simply a product of what we've repetitively thought and believed and felt over and over in the recent past. So, What you're believing, meaning your thoughts, your feelings, therefore your inspired action and your results are going to affect what comes to you in your future. 
this is the law of attraction. This is physical law. Because what happens is if you're thinking and feeling and vibrating at a specific level in a specific way, people that are abundant and feel sufficient don't feel depressed or sad or without. They feel confident. They feel calm. They feel like they're having fun and joy. And all of those things, they vibrate at a different frequency. So what is going to be reflected back to you are things of that frequency, of abundance, of sufficiency, of joy. If you're constantly looking at your surroundings and your surroundings happen to be tough, you don't have any money in your bank account, you don't have a car, or your car isn't the car that you want, or you're single and you want to be with someone, if you're constantly looking, paying too much attention at what is, and you're not spending enough time in daydreaming in a way that's envisioning what you want, then you're going to get stuck creating the same thing that you see now because that's all you're thinking about. In a way, it's counterintuitive, but it's just the way it works. And wouldn't you rather know that on purpose so that you can do something about it? Because the truth is you're creating whether you know it or not. You might as well become aware and get conscious of it. And here's the other thing I want to bring up. You know, you could be living in a car or literally have nothing in your bank account And I see this with people living in in villages or in third world countries. You can feel completely abundant and sufficient. It's not necessarily about your external environment. The question is, do you believe at your core that no matter what you are always provided for and that you always have enough? Do you have a sense of being sufficient as a person and that you are enough Do you feel like you're enough as a mom and dad? Are you always feeling less than, like you're not measuring up to some standard that you've set for yourself? Do you feel like as an employee or business owner, do you feel enough or do you feel insufficient or lacking in some way? And as a community member, do you feel like you're contributing or do you feel like it's never enough? And do you feel that life is working for you rather than against you? And Do you believe, this is a big one, that you having more means that someone else has to have less? See, a lot of people feel that abundance and sufficiency is in a pie chart. And they think that if they have 50%, that there's only 50% left for everybody else. That's a lie. And the truth is that you get to have 100% and so does your neighbor, but only if you believe that you can and you should. And I just want to address too, and I will get into this a little bit, that it's not necessarily about consumerism either. It's like, yes, we want to manifest things that bring us joy and things that we enjoy and that we love. But I think that also we live in an imbalanced world where we're we're encouraged to consume things and acquire things in order to feel enough. And that's not what I'm saying either. You know, I definitely see this sense of scarcity in clients and with many humans in the world. And I am venturing to guess that it is one of the most prevalent and poisonous lies that we've been spoon-fed. And sadly, we believe it hook, line, and sinker. We think that the reality we're living right now is as good as it gets and that we can't change it. 
that we're at a job and we make this much money and that's it. And, and maybe for your job, that's true, but it doesn't mean that you can't have sufficiency in that or that you can't create more income for yourself that feels good to you if you want. And so we believe this lie that there's scarcity in the world and that holds us back, especially at a subconscious level. And it goes mostly unnoticed, switches into autopilot and then continues to wreak havoc in our bank accounts, our well-being, in our relationships and in our lives. And the money stories that we have are just so traumatic and poisonous. And if we don't question them, it'll just keep doing and running the pattern that it's always run. And so many of us believe that there's just not enough. And, you know, we get obsessed and want to accumulate more objects. You know, it's like, okay, yes, does poverty and scarcity exist in the world? Absolutely. But do you have to choose to think that way and believe that also it's true for you? Absolutely not. See, for most of us, scarcity thinking comes from growing up, living in a culture or experiencing poverty, lack, scarcity, or not enough. Okay. So maybe you had a really challenging circumstance of poverty or scarcity in your family, or maybe you've experienced it in the world firsthand. And then you see that and you think, okay, well then that must be true. And then, you know, we see it in various places in our lives. I think it's tough because We have been taught through our ancestors via the collective memories of things like the Great Depression or other tough times where there actually was lack or scarcity. However, I just want to point out it doesn't explain why some people who were thriving during the Depression, who didn't have a lot of money, they it's not like they had a big inheritance. And maybe some people did. But there were a lot of people who actually started business and were thriving. And they just started with a good idea. Or maybe they had a little bit of money. And instead of freaking out and pulling money out, they invested in the stock market because they saw an opportunity Rather than a time for fear, when everybody was taking their money out, they put their money in when the stocks were low and and then made a fortune. So, you know, not all of us, but many of us do get up in the morning and this is what a typical day is like. Most of us might think I didn't get enough sleep. And maybe that's true, but also just chronically thinking that is going to change how your day is. Like if you, you could get nine hours and say to yourself, that's not enough and still then feel tired because you're telling yourself that it's not enough. So then we feel stressed a lot and we incessantly feel that we don't have enough time in our day for all the people and all the things. And, you know, maybe we're rushing around or busy or maybe you just have feelings during the, the week or the day that, you know, there's never enough friends, there's never enough good men or women, you know, there's not enough opportunities at my company or where I live. Or we often, you know, for example, think I don't have enough money for this or that, things that we want to do. Instead of thinking like, well, where could I get the money or there is enough money, I just may have to do X, Y, Z that we say there's not enough. And these are thoughts that we think in our head and they're on autopilot pilot, and they're really quick. So if we're not conscious, we're going to miss them. And then we think about how we don't have enough things, how we don't have that next 
thing that we want or the newest iPhone or the bed or the car or the, you know, whatever toy we want. And then most of the time, a lot of us go to bed feeling like we didn't do enough, we didn't accomplish enough, or we weren't productive enough, or I didn't spend enough time with my kids. And then often like we're thinking about all of the ways that there's not enough and this morphs into I'm not enough. So it turns in to sometimes a relentless cycle of feeling the need to keep up with the Joneses, quote unquote, in order to validate your enoughness. And many of us get trapped in the consumerism monster of having to acquire and buy more so that you feel sufficient or that you feel like enough because you have XYZ brand. But there's still typically an emptiness in that because the problem is the core belief hasn't shifted and nothing will ever be enough with this type of thinking. And so it comes down to our thinking and our feelings. Even millionaires, people that are wealthy can have extreme scarcity mindset and lack mentality and they stay miserable and stuck because they're so scared of losing their money and you know they're choosing to focus on scarcity. So it doesn't necessarily matter how much money or goods you have. It has to do with a mindset and a feeling and we can work on and become aware of that. That is changeable. So we repeat these thought patterns daily, weekly, and monthly about scarcity and about lack. And now we have this belief about how there's not enough and we're not enough, perhaps. And now we have a mindset that is on autopilot based in scarcity thinking. And the biggest thing I want to get across today is that it is a choice and it's your choice. And here's the thing, even if you're on a fixed income, even if you don't have as much as your neighbor, you can choose to feel sufficient and it's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you feel harmonious. It's going to take a weight off your shoulders, but it does take work. It takes an awareness to be aware of these thoughts and patterns and to, you know, work on our programming, but it's up to you. So you have to imagine and feel in your bones, in your cells, in your body. You can imagine with your mind and feel with your body and sense with all of your senses. What does it feel like to feel sufficient? What is a human who is abundant and thinking sufficiently think like? What do they feel like? What are they doing on a daily basis that's different than what I'm doing? How would I dress different, act different, walk different, stand different? How would I eat different? What would I do? Like when I'm in sufficiency, how is my behavior different than it is now? How do I react? How do I feel? And then what habits do you not do? You know, someone who's in sufficiency isn't desperate. They're not depressed. They're not in fear. Someone who is in sufficiency and abundance says, it'll work out. I'll figure something out. Or they'll have an idea and say, I'll do this. Or it's just a general feeling. It's a a line of thinking and feeling that isn't coming from a place of fear. It's coming from a place of faith. And so there's going to be different feelings and emotions that are tied to that feeling of sufficiency. And therefore, that's going to give you different results in your life eventually. And it's also going to make you feel better. And it's going to help you move through life with more ease and less resistance and less weight on your shoulders. 
Here's the thing. Nothing changes until you do. When we get that, that we have to be the ones to go first, like you have to do the work. You have to have the vision and command your space, your mental space, in your mind, your physical space, your physical body, and your spiritual space. So when you do the work and command your space, and then you tell the universe with your beliefs, and your beliefs, remember, are simply a set of thoughts that you've just thought over and over until it becomes a belief. So you tell the universe with your thoughts, and then your feelings, and then your subsequent aligned actions, what you want, and the universe inevitably will reflect this back to you, because we live in a vibratory universe. When you're vibrating at a certain frequency, which your thoughts have certain frequencies, your feelings have certain frequencies. When you're vibrating from a place of sufficiency and abundance, you're going to get something different back than if you're vibrating from a place of lack, fear, and desperation. And it's not to say we shouldn't feel our feelings. It's not to say that there's not hard times, but we tend to look at our surroundings and assume that this is the absolute truth. And we keep looking at this and thinking about the things that we don't want. And that's what we get more of, even if that's not what we want. So you can focus on something in your mind or in real life that makes you feel good and brings you joy rather than focusing on what's not working or that you don't want. Focus on something that's not hard for you to feel good about that has no resistance. Even something as simple as focusing on how grateful you are and how good it feels to pet your cat or dog or for your comfy bed or a soft pillow or whatever it is, something really simple that has no resistance to it. The chirping of birds outside when you wake up or the taste of your cup of coffee in the morning and just bask in how good that feels. Because whatever we focus on, when we feel good, that'll grow and expand. And so I just want to encourage you to really question if you are participating in scarcity thinking, and if so, how much of the time. I mean, we are human and we we are going to have hard times and maybe we really will have extreme challenges or poverty or scarcity, but I'm encouraging you to, while you keep one foot on the earth and in this earth human world of practical needs and actions, that you keep another foot in this imaginary but very real world of your own imagination and vision for yourself and faith in your future and in your abundance. Because the truth is the world is abundant and you do have a choice. And I hope today that if you don't already know it, that you realize that you have a choice. And even just the first step is becoming aware of the times where you go into scarcity or where there's not enough. Catch yourself saying there's not enough time and reframe it. Catch yourself saying I didn't get enough sleep and reframe it. Catch yourself feeling scared about your bank account and stop your thought in its tracks and then eventually replace it with something that feels more true or more sufficient. When you come from sufficiency, it's a really powerful force and it influences people around you without having to say anything at all. 
I love you and I hope you're doing well and I'll be with you next time. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside.